Hey everyone, welcome to Chat with Sandy and Karen. We are, are live today and so glad to be back. I'm Karen Jackson and my co-host is Sandy Bansell. So good to see you, Karen. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Yes, to you too, my friend. And we are uh, three, two or three weeks into the new year and um, let's talk about how school is going. And uh, we um, started talking about uh, what it's like to teach during the times of COVID-19 this last week. And, and uh, we just thought there were some really uh, good topics to discuss what the experience is like. And uh, Sandy, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start, first of all, I think uh, in the last couple of weeks, been reading a lot about how the pandemic has affected many students. Um, and I think it's a really good topic. Um, I'm hearing it a lot on podcasts. I'm hearing it a lot on, uh, you know, newsreels. I think it's still a very hot topic. And what is the most hot about it is covid the pandemic plus education, how it has affected the teachers, how has it affected parents, how has it affected, most importantly, the students. Um, And every country has experienced this in different ways. Uh, There's a report we were both reading earlier from the OECD. And the OECD, for those who don't know, is an organization that stands for Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. And and they had a very good report because it would compare Sweden with the other countries Mm -hmm. uh, on how we have used technology in education. What was your intake from the stats we saw? Well, I thought it was a, a very thorough report, and I was uh, very pleased that they had such a big response from the 30, 31 different countries, and they were able to study all that data and uh, come up with some conclusions on what was best and what was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that that would be a nice thing to, to, uh, to bring up. Uh, with our our viewers in our discussion today. Um, so I'm going to put the link actually for the report for a little bit there. Uh, I'll, I'll shorten it in a minute, but it's uh, if you go to the OECD.org website, it is prominently figured on that page so that uh, the viewers could actually look at it. But um, uh, we can drop it also into the comments. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so let's talk about home settings and just the way how beneficial it was for students to have a um, home setting which was supportive for online learning, such as uh, strong internet and a device. Hmm. Do you um, do you want to yeah. add any more to that? Yeah, I think I think one thing we've noticed uh, in Sweden is everyone has access to the internet. Everyone has 
uh, a device, everyone has connection to to some kind of uh, Wi-Fi setting. And I think a lot of it is free. There's a lot of hotspots here. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone has a phone, everyone has been able to access uh, resources, uh, been able to access uh, maybe uh, video calls. So students right. have had that opportunity. But on the other hand, what has been good the schools haven't really closed down in Sweden unless uh, the teachers were, the ratio to students to teachers was uh, not available mm-hmm. or uh, too many students were uh, affected. I know upper secondary schools here did close down for a little while, but mm-hmm. the, all the other schools had to remain open because parents had to still work. The country still yeah, had to yeah. run. So yeah. uh, that's that that is the the frustrating thing that um, that I experienced and it, it never occurred to me last year because I wasn't in the thick of it last year but that because of family situations perhaps the student is not ill but the a family member is so they have to be in quarantine so they have to be away from school even mm-hmm. though they may feel all right, they may be asymptomatic or perhaps a parent is ill and cannot get them to school or for some reason. But um, so that's why it's so important for teachers to be able to provide their lessons as best they can to the, the student still, even if they're not, even if they're not face to face. But bringing that on as well is how, uh, I think this report also highlights is how were the teachers prepared when this Mm. happened? And and it's good to see, um, in a way, I think because um, the culture in Sweden school is to have gadgets, is to have these devices and to learn from them, Mm-hmm. They were okay, but still, I think um, the they were not so ready. Even though the tools were there, they used with the students, they were not educational tools. So right. in that respect, Sweden didn't really meet the OECD standards. Um, so I don't think many teachers were prepared to have uh, this... And I think when you come and you come from your teacher training, that's one thing they don't teach you is how to teach online. That is something either you've done yourself or uh, something that you're ready, you know, to quickly grasp. But otherwise, I think uh, it was a a hard learning curve. Yes. Many teachers. And, and, And we may have learned like I've taken online classes before I've been a student, but that does not teach me how to prepare the content to deliver to other students. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just me receiving it and doing the assignments, but the teacher has already put in the work to create the assignments and make them available in a way that the student can show their learning online. (laughs) And without that, you know, nodding heads and, and, uh, um, indication you know i'm I'm getting this and and things like that so it's a a whole different aspect when you're the teacher online than the student 
Yes. Yeah. Um, what else was very interesting about this report? Uh, well, I know attitudes made a, dif mm -hmm. a difference. There was some data in there that the student attitudes were uh, positive toward the learning and as well as being self-directed. And yeah. so it wasn't, they weren't digging in their heels and against it. I mean, they were uh, wanting it and had a positive attitude. Yeah. No, yeah, that was very good. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the support that the, the team as a school has shown and that support from the students has made it very good. I'm not yeah. going to name any schools, but, you know, the school we work for. <laughs> Um, the, maybe I will say a little bit Americanska Gymnasia <laughs> yeah. I think they have been ready they have been prepared with online lessons um, they've been ready with students regardless uh, if they're home or not um, they need they need this teaching they need to be ready, uh, we can't just give them a test and say, "Well, if you weren't here, tough luck." Yeah. You know, so we have those recorded lessons so they can catch up. Compared to other countries, uh, some students have fallen behind by five months, six months, mm -hmm. possibly a year, because they have just lost or they've got that gap of knowledge in their education. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's going to be a challenge um, to work with students. Um, of course, there's always been that challenge that you, you're not going to have the students be, be at the same level all the time. But mm -hmm. this is, I think, is going to be more significant. There are going to be many more students that are farther behind than they there would be in a normal, I guess you could yeah. say, classroom year. So I, I think that will be a challenge for the students that have fallen behind. Yes, yeah, so looking back, Karen, then when we look back, because this is something we discussed before we started the talk, we called it COVID-19 and thought, mm. oh, my God, it started in the year 2019 and look, we're in 2022 now. Um, yeah. That's been a long time running. Looking yeah. back, were we ready? Oh, I don't, uh, I would say no. I think we thought maybe, um, we thought maybe we were ready, but when it comes down to the actual teaching and the preparing and the supporting each other, mm -hmm. um, that was the hard part. I think that was very difficult. Um, and, and it was, uh, there were more challenges from different angles than we even anticipated. Yeah. You know as far as preparing preparing ourselves, preparing the content we have to teach, and then preparing the students, and then making sure the students had the technology they needed, uh, at least in the U.S. I know that was very much a challenge, and it might still be in, in many areas that there is not the access that the students need mm. to get online. It's not just technology, it's the education. Right, right, yeah. How to... How to how to use the technology yeah. for their learning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what have we learned then?
Well, uh, I think that number one, I'll tell you what I, all I can say is that what I've learned, I have learned to be more flexible and uh, to pinpoint better where the student is rather than where I want them to be, you know? So, uh, and, and kind of a little more realistic about what they know and to try to bring them from what they know to where I want them to be. You know, I, um, uh, before it would be, uh, challenging for me to see their perspective, but I think I can see their perspective a lot better now than I could before. Yeah. How about yeah, you? I think uh, looking, uh, what have we learned? Well, I think what we've learned is that more training is needed in uh, technology. Mm -hmm. They have to take away that assumption that everybody knows how technology is used. Because yeah. regardless of age and experience, not everyone knows everything, mm -mm. you know. Mm -mm. Uh, what have we learned is, i tell you what else I have learned, which I'm now trying to tell my students, is get into the world of technology because that's the future. Yeah. Uh, software development, for example. Mm -hmm. In companies, schools, uh, private or public, it, they're going to be looking for software where um, I think people can work from home, or work mm -hmm. from other places. But, you know, that won't be a barrier anymore. You know, like, right. oh, I can't come into work today because my child is sick or, yeah. uh, or I can't do this because I'm stuck in another country. Well, okay, just open up your computer and log in. Yeah, You know, the resources will be there. So I think in the positive way, it's opening up more um, doors. But I think what else I noticed was um, another OECD report I read was not enough technology uh, kind of uh, uh, courses are present for students. Mm. Um, like in Sweden, I still don't think there's enough here. I think in other countries as well, they're not providing the uh, the chance for students to grasp it at an earlier age and continue with it. It is so nice if this was like one of the core subjects that students have to do. Because whether yeah. you want to do technology or not, it's there in yeah. shops, in businesses, you know, in retail, um, in insurance companies, in, I don't know, police stations everywhere they use technology i mean the bus yeah. i read the bus stops they all have technology so it is right. everywhere and um i think we're not doing enough about it yeah so uh, what i have all learned is uh, we don't have enough we need more which then led to my next question was how do we prepare for the future but that's how we do it <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, um, we, we well, and, and the students are going to bring us there. You know, yeah. we we train them now, and they will they will bring us there because they are so dang creative, and they think of things in 
in new ways that we haven't thought of before. So uh, I, I do have hope. I have hope for the future um, mm. in, in the students, but um, I know it's a challenge and we have to, uh, I think we have to show that there's, there's value in, in, uh, in them learning the technology mm. applied to what they're interested in, you know? Um, it, it's not enough just to learn how to use a computer, but how to use that computer in the field that you want to use, you know? I mm. think that would be great for students to, to learn and to uh, begin to use that for the future. Yeah. Wow. Um... Yeah, so how do we keep using them? So a lot of schools have invested in a lot of technology. Mm -hmm. So now I definitely know UK, are, uh, many schools have opened up, even in Africa, for example, schools that have been closed uh, mm -hmm. for a long time have now started to open up. Um, so now the next question is, when a lot of investment has gone into education to provide this home learning, mm -hmm. schools are opening up. What do we do now with this investment? I don't want it to be ignored. It should be mm -hmm. still there for everyone to, to use. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, um, it's... I think maybe one thing we've learned is that um, how... Uh, important it is to keep keep current in our knowledge hmm. you know we do we do have the the current technologies that are those of us that are lucky enough to have it um, we're using it in the classroom and the students are using it to create new knowledge but we like you said we need to not go go back I mean I, I, I hear people saying yeah I want to go back to the way it was but I don't think that's possible no. Nah, I don't think we'll ever go back. And I don't want to go back because because the doors have opened. Yeah, yeah. And it's so nice to be able to uh, go through those doors and uh, and see what other opportunities there are. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how do you think we can make the effort to bring others along you know how do we encourage those that don't feel as confident in using technology um how can we in, well, basically encourage them and then make sure that it doesn't go away doesn't get forgotten we i think we spoke about this in our season one one of our episodes then i think it's just saying that uh, we just have to keep training. I think uh, we just have to. If it's us, Karen, I think we can just say, oh, we're, we're in the same boat. We need to learn as well. So, yeah, right. You know, I, and we're approachable. I think we just need that uh, or leaders or more educators, more trainers to have take away that barrier of saying, yeah, I'm in charge, but then say, you know what, come to me. Mm -hmm. I'll help you bring any questions. Let yeah. me try and help you. But I may not the, know the answer, but let's work on it together. Yeah. I think that's what we need. We need uh, 
we need to be in the same place at the same boat the same mindset for it to work um right. i think that's how it we can all do it i agree i agree be a, stay approachable um and stay with that learning frame framework and frame mm -hmm. of mind i think that will really go a long way yeah yeah but i've heard uh and these are resources sources that i you know not from my words so all the listeners who are listening uh i've heard that the uh the numbers are going down for those with the virus and we are sort of looking back to normality so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah we can uh, start enjoying uh, the outdoors more mm -hmm. yeah weather more, traveling more so uh so that'd be very good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that will also help to open up our perspectives to other, other countries, other neighborhoods, other people, other school, school situations. Yeah. Is, uh, and then until then, you know, use the video, use the video tools that we have or the audio tools, podcasts, video casts, things like that, I think, to learn from each other, from... Mm -hmm from different situations. I think that would be helpful, help get us along the road. Yes. Yeah. So those who are listening as well, just want to say that we have exciting uh, stuff coming up for season two. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, don't want to give away too much now because we uh, want to share that with you in coming weeks. But it'd be so good with some fantastic guests. I missed one, Mel. Yes, thank you, Mel. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, would love to uh, see her back on the show again. Yes, yes, that was a blast. So that'd be very yep. good. But um, thank you for everyone for listening. Yes, thank you, and uh, please share. Please share, and uh, if you have ideas, you know how to contact us at chat with Sandy and Karen at gmail.com and uh, keep in touch. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> bye bye, everybody.